0: When we sit down for quarterly calls, when we sit down with onboarding calls, when I sit down for one-hour strategy calls, when I talk to podcasters ever, there's three questions that I always, always, always want to know the answer to. Today, we're going to dig into those questions and why you should be able to answer them for every single episode you release of your show, plain and simple welcome to uncommonly more with stacy harris i am stacy i'm the host of this show and the ceo of podcast production agency uncommonly more my team and i work with podcasters just like you to shift shows from frustrating time sucks to productive members of sales teams with professional strategic podcast production you know what i think that's enough let's get into the show and we'll talk more there As we get started today, I want to first remind you, if podcast production is on your to-do list for 2022, if working with us was on your wish list for 2022, although there is a lot of year left, there is not a lot of time left to make that happen this year. We will be onboarding our last two clients in October, which means they need to be signing their contracts in these two weeks so that we can get started in October. Uh, Because in November, we'll go into Q1 planning with all of our clients. And then we take a couple weeks off in December. And so it's impossible to onboard anybody then. So the, the next time to start with us would be January. So if it was on your list for this year, let's have that conversation. Let's chat. We have two spots as of me recording this available to work with us in September. And again, two spots to start working with us in January. If you want to be talking about that happening, then we can do that too. If you have questions about this or you want to know more about what that process looks like, the two best things to do, check out the uncommonlymore.com slash podcast production page that sort of breaks down everything visually for you. And Listen to the podcast episode about what working with Uncommonly More looks like. I will link to it in the show notes of this episode. But also if you scroll back like literally maybe a month, I think it's that episode. (laughs) I'm a professional. Um, So listen to that. Gives you a good idea of what the vibe of working with us is like. And of course, just reach out if you have questions. I'm happy to answer them. With that, let's dig into today's episode. And and talk about what these three questions are. These questions are something you should be able to answer for every podcast episode. If you cannot answer these questions in your mind for the episode, it's not ready yet. It's not the right episode. It makes no sense to Be working towards that. And so today I want to break down these questions and I want to break down why they're important and why they impact. And I want to say these three questions that we're talking about, if you can't answer these questions, don't be hiring anybody. We say, you know, we don't work with clients who can't answer these questions, not because we're super cool, but because there is no value (laughs) you are not going to reap benefits from a show if you can't answer these questions. And so if you're running a show where you can't answer these questions, you need to be finding the most efficient way to DIY it while you figure out the answers to these questions. Because it may be through the process of working on your show that you get clear on some of this, that you niche some of this down, that you narrow that focus, that you find that right rhythm. That's why in all honesty, we work with a lot, a lot, a lot of clients. I would say, Nine out of 10 clients who sign with us have been in their show about a year, roughly. Somewhere between eight months and like 16 months is sort of the rundown. So, rough a year-ish. They've done 50-ish episodes of their show before they start working with us. Because there is a lot to learn in that first year. There is a lot to learn in that experience. And if you don't have a firm grasp of what the answer to these questions are, it might be best to DIY it. If you're going to invest with someone from the beginning and you're not super clear on these, there needs to be somebody who can help you narrow that focus over that first year, who can really help you and support you as you try to figure it out. And you need to be willing to be in that with them and then realize the return on that investment might be slower. It might lag a bit more than it would normally. All right, let's dig into what these questions are because I kind of want to break them down Into sort of the the three parts of this episode. Now, the first question is generally the easiest, yet somehow often the most incorrectly answered. What are you selling? Not in the entirety of your business, not ever in your life, but with this podcast, where do you want to drive traffic? What are you selling? to the people listening to this podcast, because we're going to be reverse engineering all of this. Answers to these questions will give us the answers to future questions, like how many episodes should I have and what should the format be and how long should they be? It comes from answering these questions. What are we selling them? We need to have different conversations. We need to prepare them differently. If they're buying a 12-month mastermind with a retreat and two calls a month, then we need to prepare them for a $27 sort of five-video course. We need to establish a different layer of trust. We need to establish a different level of expectation. We need to establish a a different set of of prep and pre-work, the things we want them to know, the language we want them to have, the mindset and thought process we want them to have going into our work is going to be different if they're starting at the beginning with an entry-level program or if they're signing up for a $40,000 mastermind opportunity. Right? So what are you selling them? It's also going to be different if like me, you're selling a service. Like me, you're selling a recurring retainer service. We have clients whose shows we've been producing three, four, five years. I have marketing clients that I've been working with nine years. So the kind of relationship I'm building with long-term clients starts from the first time they hear my voice on this show. I absolutely have clients now who we've worked with for, mm, in some cases, two and three years, that their first introduction to me was hearing me on this show. This was the beginning of our relationship. And I know that, As I craft these episodes, I know that as I plan what I'm going to talk here. I know that about every part of this podcast because it's built to start that relationship. Because that's what I'm selling is that long-term engagement with me and my brain. I'm building a relationship, you and I. I am as invested as you are. And that starts here. And so it changes how I structure my show. It's so important to know what you're selling. And initially, this may be more than one thing. It could be I'm selling XYZ outcome and that manifests itself in these three sort of stacking offers, right? I've got a low ticket offer, I've got sort of a mid-range offer, and then I've got a, a high ticket offer that I sell on a really limited basis. Maybe that high ticket offer doesn't even sit public-facing. Maybe it's a a course and a group program that are public-facing and then you've got private invite-only one-on-one work with you. I absolutely have contracts with clients for work that I do, that my team does, that exists not anywhere in the show or public feed. There's no sales page for it. Because we've built a relationship and I can fill a need that they have. And so we temporarily expand our contract or we take on an additional project or we we do what we need to do to support them in that because we have that established relationship. And so I'm not worrying about selling that stuff. I'm not worried about talking about that stuff on this show because it's an invite only. And maybe for you, that's one-on-one coaching work. Maybe for you, that is a high-ticket mastermind. Maybe for you, that is done-for-you services. Maybe forward-facing, it's here's how to do this thing, and I sell this course, and I do this consulting work. But also behind the scenes, there is a done-for-you option. I don't need to be talking about or preparing people for that behind-the-scenes offer in the course of my show in the course of my episodes. And so think about instead, big picture what you're selling them. Big picture, I'm selling people strategic content marketing. And quite frankly, we could streamline that even further if we want to talk about like global, global, streamlined, strategic marketing. Because that's what I do. It happens to live in the land of podcasting. It happens to live in the land of content. And so that's what we talk about here strategic podcast content, marketing, production, using your show as a sales asset, because that's what we're selling, is that, that lives in podcast production, that lives in the occasional strategy call, that lives in guest teaching and workshops, also a thing I don't do for, I don't promote forward-facing. But I do a handful of them a year. I love doing them. If you're booking professors for your mastermind or your coaching program, or whatever for 2023, hit me up. I'd love to do it. I've got one coming up in a couple of months. I'm so excited. But that's not a public facing offer. It's not what this show is built to sell. I'm focused here on what this show is built to sell. And I want you to be doing the same thing with your show. Who are we selling it to? You have to know who you're selling it to. This is especially important if you're somebody who is maybe selling something to someone who's not the decision maker. I see this a lot with clients who are selling B2B services. Uh, They're working inside of other companies, um, consulting, done for you, freelance, whatever that looks like. But you're going into larger businesses and you're selling uh, your expertise. So maybe you're actually selling your expertise to a management role or to a CFO or to a, I don't know, HR rep. But in reality, somebody else is footing the bill. In the you know actual contract, someone else is writing the check, not the person you're actually selling to. And so you've got to be aware of how your content is positioned So that they can go do the sales work for you to the person who is going to write the check. The person who is going to slide the credit card. Because if you don't have that, it's going to be really, really frustrating for you to get that contract closed. Because you didn't go into it with a real understanding of who you're selling it to and the assets they're going to need to commit. What do they need to know before they sign? So for those of us who are speaking to the person who is the decision maker, which is what I do, I'm selling most often to the person who the only person who's going to be involved in that decision. Maybe they've got a coach or maybe they've got a partner who they're going to run things by. But they're the primary decision maker. They're the one who's going to enter the credit card information and and see it hit their account, right? So I'm building a different kind of relationship. I don't need to build them a sales assets that they can go then use to get somebody else on board. I just need to build an asset to get them on board, which means I need to have a really clear understanding of what do they need to know before they buy. What do they need to know before we talk? And so that's why episodes like what working with Uncommonly More looks like exist. Because in most cases, I was finding what they needed to know was what the hell this actually looked like. What was this process? What happens when I book a call with Stacy? What happens when I show up on that call? What happens when I sign the contract? What exactly am I buying? And that's a worthy and completely necessary question because we've all bought something that we didn't ask those questions and we went, what, 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 hmm? What is this? It's not what I had decided it was in my head and you never told me what it was and now we're here and crap. I don't want that. So I make it really clear, here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen in our sales conversation. Here's what's going to happen after our sales conversation. Here's what's going to happen once you sign the contract. Here's what's going to happen during our onboarding. Here's what's going to happen in working with you. Here's my expectations of you, and here's what you can expect of me. Because oftentimes I think we're in such a hurry to prove that we can provide to our clients what they need. And one of the biggest questions they have, especially for us Service providers, us experts, are, cool, what do you need me to do? What's going to be expected? How much do I have to show up? How much of my time do I need to invest in this thing? And I think a lot of frustration in execution of that service can be sort of cut off at the pass when we establish those expectations for everybody involved while we're selling them while they're learning about us, while they're making their decision. They can factor that into their decision. And this can end up looking great because they go to people who have not done this and go, wait, what does it look like? And by the way, asking, wait, what does this look like is a really good way to suss out those people who are not gonna deliver very well because they don't know. They can't answer this question on a sales call. I want you to be able to answer this question in your content. How do you think that does as far as setting you apart? Yeah. Yeah. The third question I want to wrap us up with is how are you selling it? Is this something people go and click and buy? Is this something where we have a sales conversation? Is this something where we've got kind of a a long onboard? You know, coming back to this idea of, am I putting content in front of the decision maker or am I putting content in front of the person who's going to have to get the decision maker on board? But it's going to be sort of my point of contact because I'm creating different content. then I'm building different assets. I have different calls to action. I'm allowing for space. I also have different promotion schedules because if I'm somebody who has a sort of long close time, Right, my sales process takes weeks or months. I can't tell you three days before it's going to. I'm, I'm gonna, you know. Great example is if I was in a position where it was consistently taking me two months to close a client. That's what our sales process was. Then guess what? It would be really hard for me here in September to tell you we're taking our last two clients of the year. I would have needed to do this. In like July. But it's not. As long as you know it's the right time, our sales process can be a matter of days. Our invo, our, our proposals are only valid for 10 days. Once we hit 10 days, if you haven't made the decision, the decision is no. And we can re-quote you if we want to revisit it later. Because that's the structure I've built. And so that impacts how we produce content. It also is why I build so many assets to help my prospective buyers make decisions. Again, that's why what working with uncommonly more looks like, we have a you know, process, you know, what our process looks like episode that I'm actually revamping and we're going to re-release in November because we re-release we updated our what working with us looks like. Now it's up time to update our process because it has evolved. I've got Episodes like this one, you need to be able to answer these questions. We have walking through these questions together so that you can come into our sales calls understanding what we're talking about, how we're having this conversation. I'm answering some of the questions that prospective buyers are going to have with my content so that we don't need two months of conversation and back and forth and education to get this done. I can send you a podcast episode. I can send you a playlist. And you can see... This is what I need. This is what's going to be expected of me. This is what I can expect. This is what the process looks like. Oh, that feels good. Oh, I'm excited about this. Oh, yes, let's do it. And then we get on a sales call. It's a gut check. I send you a proposal. You sign it later that day. The next day, you take care of your invoice, and we're onboarding you inside of a week. And as long as you have episodes for us, we can have our first episode out in two weeks. So you can go from sales call to first episode released with us inside of... I'd say 21 days for the sake of, you know, paperwork and whatnot. Inside of a month, you can go from no podcast production team or podcast production team that isn't serving your your goals moving forward to us. And so I didn't need to start talking about this in July, but we're closing the door in October, October 1st, to these contracts because October will be the time we're actually doing that onboarding work. So we've got those first episodes coming out in October Late October, early November. And you are onboarded before we hit sort of our crush and our rush. You're onboarded before we start doing our Q1 calls with clients. You can flow right into the system. So I had to make that decision because I have an understanding of how I sell. What that sales cycle looks like. What that onboarding, how I deliver. I have to have an understanding of that so that I can understand when I need to format what, when I need to place what sales, when I need to talk about what I'm going to talk about. In October, you're going to hear me talking about some other things. We're going to be talking about some sort of like podcast housekeeping stuff because I'm going to have an offer that I am promoting that's special and unique and only going to be available in October. We're going to test it in October. We're going to test three of them. I teased this a little bit last episode. If you want to be a part of that, the decision will be fast and we'll get you booked. I will sell and deliver these in October. I might deliver some of them in early December if I need to with payment plans. But I know where that's going to be and so I know where I need to sell it. I was able to reverse engineer that because I knew how I was selling it. And so I want you to look at what are your answers to these questions? What are you selling? Who are you selling it to? How are you selling it to them? Because if you don't know the answers to those questions, it's time to pause your podcast, whether it be in the idea stage or in production. You've got to know the answers to these questions. And these are the these are the questions we ask our clients every quarter when we sit down and we build those 12 weeks of content. When we build that content calendar, when we look at what's happening next and we go, cool, how do we support those goals? Here's the episodes we need. What are the thing they're looking for? This is how we're building essentially a podcast funnel with our clients. So that the podcast can sit top of funnel and be effective as a way to move them through the decision making process and either buy or go find somewhere else to be so that they can get the solution they need. Because I don't want my I don't want people who are looking for my solution to be sitting here in I don't know land if they need to be somewhere else in a thing that's going to be a better fit for them. For example, if you're thinking about a podcast and these are the questions you're running into, I want you to go find a business coach, a really good one. I have names for you. Send me a DM. But you shouldn't be having these conversations and talking to a podcast producer. You should be talking to a business coach. Shout out to Tara Newman and the Bold Profit Academy. You know, she has a, in in the Bold Profit Academy, she's got something called Offer Creation. It's going to help you be able to answer these questions. If you went through that process, you would know the answers to these questions. And then we could have a conversation. But I don't want you sitting here thinking I'm the solution. If really, there's a whole other solution you need to find first. Because it's going to mean I'm never valuable to you. If you can't answer these questions, I'm no good to you. And so I want you to find a place where you can be supported. On the flip side, if you can answer these questions, let's go. Let's do this. I'm excited. Let's roll because you're ready to take that next step. You're ready to put some real energy and focus behind this and see results. So if that's you, head over to uncommonlymore.com slash podcast production. Let's have a conversation. Let's get you on the books for 2022 or let's get you started for January of 2023. Either way, I'll see you back here next week and what's possibly the most rushed outro I've ever done in my life. (laughs) I'll see you next week. Bye. If you made it to this point of the show and you still happen to be listening, which statistically is unlikely, I want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And I want to hear from you. So reach out on social or via email and let me know what actions you're going to take from today's episode. Because honestly, that's why we produce the show. That's why I record this show. That's why my team does all the work to release this show. It's so that we can help you. You can help make a difference in your show and consequently in your business. If you haven't left a review for the show, head over to ratethispod.com slash more. It's an easy way to show some love to the show and also help us reach more podcasters who are looking for the same kind of support you were looking for. If you have any suggestions or ideas or thoughts you would like me to address on the show, be sure to reach out. Again, like I say a lot, this is the start of the conversation. And I can't wait to hear what you have to say.